Hello everyone, this is your host KK. I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First. It's available on Amazon.com. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Click the link, grab your copy today. There is a free gift for everyone inside the book. May I also request you to please leave me a review. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Imagine celebrating your success going on holidays, having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones. Unfortunately, most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year. But what is it that makes others succeed? I'm your host, Tajal Khurana. Call me KK. Join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest, rejuvenate, recharge and be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome to yet another amazing show of Bonfire Entrepreneurs. This is your host Kajal Khurana. You can call me KK. And our guest today is a transformational coach who has coached over 1000 professionals and earned many testimonials from his clients saying that they created results they never imagined possible. His book, Dream It, Choose It, Live It, went to number seven in Amazon bestsellers and is recommended by the great Robin Sharma. As a result of all this, he is now regularly invited to speak in front of large audience all over the world. And he is Dan Warbiton. Welcome to our show, Dan. Hey, Kajal. Really great to be here. Thank you for the introduction. Very Thank kind. Thank you so much. So, Dan, tell our audience about your journey, how you started, where you started. Well, my whole journey has really been a journey of a lot of frustration, disappointment, and just really, really struggling to become successful as an entrepreneur. You know, even from when I was very young, at school, I was bullied a lot. And then in my teenage years, I didn't feel like I fitted in anywhere. And I failed most of my education. And by the time I got to my mid-20s, I was out in the big wide world without any qualifications and trying to you know, earn money. But I got to a point where I very quickly became very tired of being employed. You know, like I had jobs like uh, flipping buns at McDonald's, cutting grass for the council, working on building sites in the freezing cold, each of them paying minimum wage or even lower. And I just got to a point where I just thought, you know, there's no way I'm going to live my life earning that low amount of money and always be told when I can or when I can't go on holiday, when I have to be at work, when I don't, you know, don't need to be at work. And just to have my life be totally dictated by somebody else. And so I very quickly began this journey of, wandering off into the unknown to try and figure it all out on my own. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So without any formal education, you have got all the success. I think it's, it's a very important message to most of the entrepreneurs now or people who are actually dying to get degrees from best universities across the globe. What do you have to tell these people who are really, really fighting for grades? <laughs> I would say it's time for you to, you know, really look at what's happening around the world. You see, 
the problem is, is that the education system comes out of the hierarchical systems, which are basically systems that are led by a capitalist movement based on the king and queen. Mm-hmm. The king and queen runs a country and then needs its MPs and governments to then run the country. And then they have the country that they run and the country is made up of entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs have these systems where they have people working for them. And it was that, you know, these systems were set up where you start work at 9 a.m., you work until 12.30, you finish at 12.30 for lunch, and then until 1.30, then at 1.30, you come back into work until 6 p.m. And everybody sits in rows, all facing the same way. The whole school and education system is based to produce people to fit into that system. Mm -hmm. Factory workers, you're all in a row, sitting at a desk from 9 a.m. in the morning till 5 p.m. in the evening, Monday to Friday. But the problem is, is that technology has now evolved so much and so fast that it's caused the whole uh, way we work and deal as business people in the world. It's caused it all to totally evolve and change. And so what's happened now is that when people come out of university, they've got the biggest gap in lack of skills that they need to actually integrate and succeed as an employee than ever, ever before. Right. The fact is right now is that we've got things like artificial intelligence and now yeah. taking over at such a speed that there's so many skills, like accounting is going to be the end of that. Needing a lawyer and people like that is going to become the end of that. So many of these things will come into the end of it. And so if we look at the evolution over time, first we had the Bronze Age. And the Bronze Age was where man discovered that if they heat up metal, they can split stone from metal. Then they use that metal to then create the Industrial Age. So from the Bronze Age, we then moved into the Industrial Age. In the Industrial Age, we built machines with metal. But then what happened was the machines started to build machines. And so we actually created an economy where the human being replaced the need of a human being to work with his hands because we started to create machines that would carry out the work instead. And so there's less and less manual works out there and more and more office jobs out there because we had to create a new way of working, a new way of exchanging a service for money. And that new industry that we've created, you could call it the era of the internet, if you like, We created the internet and then the internet has caused this completely speeded up evolution of technology. And so now what's happened is the era of the internet has created artificial intelligence. So the artificial intelligence is now replacing the need of even before we replaced the need of having to work with our hands. Now we're replacing the need of having to use our minds because we now have artificial intelligence. Mm. So, This is a natural evolution of entrepreneurism is to find a problem and then solve it and then make money for it. But if you keep solving problems, you don't have the need of a human being to handle or solve any more problems. And that's why now the whole educational system is breaking down and why simultaneously the online e-learning platforms are going up like there's no tomorrow. It's unbelievable the billions that are being spent every year with people going to learn what they need online to go and get a job or to go and get an opportunity or become an entrepreneur. And so that's what's happening now. So to anyone that's trying to get a degree, I'd say really think about it, you know? (laughs) Mm. Instead of spending those thousands of dollars in universities, probably you can spend it on self-education. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you go to university now, you easily come out in debt, you know, if it's US university, $30,000. Mm. With that $30,000, you could invest in some of the best coaches. You could probably get a year's coaching with the best coaches. At the end of that year, you'll be a highly skilled entrepreneur able to come up with an idea put it into action and start profiting from it. And you'll never need to work for anyone again. You'll become the total owner of your own destiny. You'll get to travel all over the world and earn as much money as you want from doing whatever you want, whatever subject you like. Right. Why do you think people don't do that? Like most of us know this, that self-education has become the new norm, but I don't see a lot of people still investing in themselves. So what do you think is the major uh, Well. There are, but it's still only like 5% of people really invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact is, is that nobody has money put aside for coaching. People save money to go on holiday. They save money to upgrade their car or to get a new kitchen fitted. But nobody thinks, oh, I'm going to save up $5,000 to go and work with a coach. Nobody thinks that way, you know, and we don't. And it's because... The human beings generally live in the world of I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Right. In other words, like I know that I live in Malaysia. I know how to cook an Italian pasta. I know how to paint an oil painting, for instance. But what I don't know is how to fly a helicopter or I don't know how to wire a house with electricity, for instance. So most people live in everything that they know and everything that they know that they don't know. And then, and then they believe that is the universe, that is the world, that there's nothing more. But there's a whole other realm, which is the realm of I don't know what it is that I don't know. Nice. So you see, I don't even know that I don't know what knowledge there is out there. I don't know what opportunities there are out there that I don't know about right now. So why would I even go and get education to learn about what it is that I don't know yet? because I don't even know it exists yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so that's why people don't invest. But those few of us that, you know, like me, I know you and others of us that have had these mind explosions, these awakenings into seeing the universe and the world and opportunity being so much more vast than we ever know of, know that if we keep investing in ourselves, that we keep growing, the more that we keep growing, the better the quality of our life becomes and the greater our achievements as well. Right. So true. I just want to reiterate on something. You said you're living in Malaysia. I mean, you were just giving yeah. examples, but I know you live in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I just wanted to say, uh, Dan is a Brit living in Malaysia and he knows how to cook <laughs> Italian pasta. And he's talking <laughs> to me who's in Singapore. So can you imagine what technology is doing right now? <laughs> uh, jokes apart. Tell us more. How did Robin Sharma, I mean, most of the world knows him. I'm a great fan of him. How did yeah. he recommended your book? Well, there was one book that I read that when I was younger that made a huge difference. To my success. Don't and tell me Monko sold his Ferrari, please. You hit it in one. Exactly. <laughs> That's my book too. Yeah. I was yeah. that was my first book ever. And I was like literally, literally in my teens, I read that book. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't far off, early twenties, I think, when I read it. And you know, it just stayed with me for the rest of my life. That book was just amazing. You know, talking about discipline and uh, connecting with yourself and creativity and being disciplined and the power of discipline and you know and all of this it was just amazing 
and it just stayed me ever since. So then as I then began to succeed in business, finally, you know, I, I started to have businesses that were succeeding in property renovations and 24 hour plumbing and drainage services. And then from there, I was able to systemize the business, have it. All I did was place adverts in magazines, newspapers, answer the phone, close the sale, and then send the details onto my business partner at the time, who then managed all the logistics. So for the first time in my life, I was able to travel anywhere that I could still get a mobile phone signal as long as I could keep answering the calls and closing those sales. So that was the beginning of me really experiencing success as an entrepreneur. And then people started to approach me to say, Dan, how are you doing this? I want to learn this. So I started to coach people and people started to have breakthroughs and begin to create businesses and lifestyles that they love. And it just carried on and carried on. And in the end, I coached over a thousand people you know, made up of professionals and entrepreneurs. And I distinctly noticed what the transformations were in people that they were going through that was causing them to take actions they never even thought of that led them to being able to create results they didn't even know they could. Mm -hmm. So I then chose to put that down into a book. Like it took me 10 years to understand what transformation actually is. Mm-hmm. And then it took me so many more years to learn how to put it into a language that would enable people to understand it and gain a transformation. Just for those that are listening here, what I mean by transformation is it's what happens when you bring awareness to a way of thinking or viewing yourself for the world that holds you back from being effective at creating the result that you want out of a situation or an outcome. That's what transformation is. And so when you bring transformation to ways of thinking like, I can't do it, I can't succeed, I'm not good enough, I don't fit in right now, you know, or other beliefs like right now, COVID-19, nobody's spending money, we're coming up to a financial crash, whatever those ideas, ways of thinking are, they will instantly impact your performance to take actions that are going to produce effective results. And so transformation is becoming aware of those ways of thinking and then unlearning them and freeing ourselves of them so that then we come back to a place of being totally unstoppable and empowered and focused on exactly the result that we want. But we also become so empowered that we take the actions that we need to actually get the results that we dream of. So all of that was what I put into my book as my study of having coached a thousand professionals and entrepreneurs. Okay. And once I wrote that, I thought, who is the one person I would love more than ever to recognize my life's journey and my work and what I've discovered and of course it was Robin Sharma (laughs) it was like no one else I'd want to be recognized by for that book and so I did my classic thing I was just unstoppable about it I actually did and behaved what I write about in that book I found out about found out his website I found his agents I found who published his book I found anybody that was connected closely to him working with him and just sent an email saying you know I really look up to you I would love it if you were just to, you know, skim read my book, read especially this bit and this bit, just to help you out, keep it short. Mm -hmm. And then if you just gave me feedback on the book that I could just, you know, if you like it, that I could put on the cover. Mm -hmm. And I sent, like, I had about nine email addresses. I sent an email to all of those the first week, didn't hear an answer. Sent another email to all of those second week, didn't hear an answer. Third week, fourth week, fifth week, sixth week, twelfth, I think it's the 18th week. He then replied back to me and said, I'm so sorry. I've just seen all your emails. Absolutely brilliant. Just say this about the book. Really, you know, that was it. 
Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. And he let me put it on the book. Nice. When you said yeah. that, it gave me goosebumps because, you know, for me also, Monk who sold his Ferrari was like first book and it's still stuck with me. And I, I am publishing my book very soon, just to let you know. And I have nice. in my disclaimer, I have mentioned this, you know, like I want to give credit to Robin Sharma because he's one of my role models as well. Yeah. How amazing is that? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. So that as good as it sounds, I'm sure you also had your own challenges. Please talk to us about your challenges. <laughs> I mean, you know, there is never a smooth journey to success. Right. You know, like right now, you know, we've hit lockdown. So, you know, a lot of people out there are fearful. A lot of people are not worried about money. So they're not so willing to invest in their self-development. So. I was faced with not being able to connect with people so easily and people not being so easily open to having a conversation mm. and taking on coaching to get to the next level. On top of that, I'm not able to leave the country, which has caused great fun with immigration and getting all this extra paperwork done and then things like that. And then also I've got my partner, Sophia. She's seven months pregnant with our child. Oh, congratulations. So more than that, I'm coming up to eight months now. So I've got that as well. And shifting times shifting business and everything so i have doubts coming to my mind like will this work are things going to change you know what's going to happen next how am i going to navigate this you know and and i instantly see the games that my mind plays and i don't think any human being doesn't have self-doubts i think that would be kind of robotic and not human to have self-doubts you know i agree i agree 100 percent yeah we all have we all have we doubt ourselves sometimes that's right our business but, our relationships you know <laughs> that's right yeah yeah but when we have thoughts of doubt we've got two choices we either behave because of the doubt which i call survival or we can behave because of the future that we choose to create which I call creation. So in every given moment as human beings, what I've noticed is that the brain has one of two predominant functions and it can't do two simultaneously. No. The brain is only ever surviving or creating. So true. And so once we become aware of that mechanism, we can become aware of the noise in our brain. Like let's look at asking somebody out on a date. You go out, you're at a park, let's say classically, I know a lot of people out here in Asia, Sunday is a day of leisure, everybody sits in parks, or certainly before the lockdown. <laughs> but let's just mm -hmm. pretend we're not in lockdown right now. So there is somebody, they see somebody they like, they fancy them, and they're thinking, oh, oh I, sh I should go and say hello, but they, they, they might not like me. What if I get it wrong? What should I say? I don't know what to say. I could get it wrong. They could laugh at me. You know, I, I don't know what to do. Maybe I should just like walk near them see if they notice me no no because then they'll notice i'm staring maybe i should just stay here and you can just hear all of that is all survival it's right. all noise and it's always there but what we can do is we can actually breathe and we can recognize that that's what our brain is doing right. and once we begin to recognize there it's there it's noise it's consistent we can then start to take actions towards it Maybe if we haven't got the courage to speak to them ourselves, we could write a note and go and give it to a friend to go and pass it over <laughs> with our number. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we haven't got the courage to do that, we can at least do that. At least, like, it's not the best way of doing it. I get that. But it's one step forward. It's at least moving in the right direction, regardless of the noise in our mind. And that goes the same for anything. Setting up a business. We can think about it. We can think, oh, well, I wouldn't succeed. I'm not good with numbers. Um, I'm no good at sales. I don't understand branding. I've never got into marketing. And we could keep saying all those things. But what if we looked for five people to have a conversation this week about how they started their business and asked those people for what their advice is on how to go about it? Naturally, at the end of those five conversations, we're going to have the perspective of five new people on how to do that. And instantly, we're going to start to see more of the picture, more of how to solve the challenge that lies in front of us than we did before. Has our complaining or our self-doubt changed or moved? Probably not. Probably still there. But we've begun to take action regardless of it. And that is the beginning of building up power. And it's the beginning of building up discipline. As you remember in the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma, no one is born with discipline. Discipline is cultivated. Mm. And it's something that we need to practice, say, five minutes every day. Even just sitting still in complete silence in meditation for five minutes every day. It causes us to not do what our brain says. Like, oh, I need to go and put the check in the bank. Or uh, I wonder if I've got a text message. I wonder if I've got you know, somebody posting on my wall on Facebook. We have all these thoughts. But in that moment, those five minutes each day, We can choose to not behave because of our desires, because of all these emotions. And we can choose to just sit and just breathe. And every time that we do that, we build up discipline. We build up power. We build up this ability to watch our thoughts and our emotions, but not behave because of them, but behave because of the future that we're choosing to create. And the more that we do that day in and day out, the more we build in power. And the more we build in power, the greater the challenges are that we can take on. Absolutely. See, that's what I tell my clients as well. Transformational changes takes daily implementation, like you brush your teeth every single day or twice (laughs) daily, you know. I just ask my clients, what will happen if you don't brush your teeth twice, you know, or at least for Mm. one day? You can't not do that, right? So that's how simple it is, but it's not as simple, you know. It's simple. Well, even better than that is saying what's going to happen if you don't brush your teeth for five years (laughs) or 10 years. What will you look like with no teeth? How will you feel when your teeth are falling out, they're black and they're rotted? (laughs) Great. You know? One step ahead of what I do. Well, it's like nobody does anything unless they really have to. Yeah. And it's totally natural. Like why would somebody go and get a better job whilst they're in a job that pays the rent. They don't have to do anything else. They could stay where they are. But when they start to visualize being in the same job five or 10 years from today, doing the same thing every day, every day, every day, that can start to create a sense of urgency that can cause that individual to take action. And that is known as motivation. You know, like motivation is a mixture of two things, isn't it? It's a mixture of what you don't want and what you do want. When you want something badly enough, and you fear that you'll end up with what you don't want, put the two together and that's where you've got motivation. So true. Got it. So Dan, this is all the time we have. Before we say bye-bye, what is one piece of advice you would like to give entrepreneurs? I would say just never settle for second best. Never. Don't have plan B. (laughs) Don't have plan B. Don't settle for second best. 
if you want a Ferrari, go for a Ferrari. Don't settle for any other car but a Ferrari. If you want a job where you get to travel the world, impact the lives of others in an extraordinary way, and earn more money than you know what to do with so you can impact the lives of even more people, then go and do that and never, ever settle for second best. Because the minute you settle for second best, you've thrown away ever being able to fully succeed at achieving your dream ambitions. That's such an amazing advice, Dan. Thank you so much. Please tell our listeners, where can they find you if they want to get in touch with you? Sure. I mean, I've got some free resources if they go to www.danwarburton.com. So you can just put a link to that below this sure. webinar and they can go there. I've, I've got some free resources there that will help people become successful. Mainly what I'm focusing on now is enabling professionals, entrepreneurs to become highly profitable experts. So people that are earning money by delivering service and knowledge on a topic they love. That's what I basically do these days. Right. I know you also do live speaking events. So, and because of this lockdown and no travel, your business is also affected. Are you planning to do any live sessions, live um, events? At some point right now, I'm just purely focused on creating more one-on-one clients. I mean, I say that with a little bit of apprehension because I only work with five people at once at a time, (laughs) but, but generally that's my main way of working what I'm focused on these days. So uh, with the book being launched, it's currently, the book's currently being taken down because I was approached by a huge publishing house who heard about the book. And so they want to launch it properly across uh, Amazon. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. So, so with that, I should probably end up traveling to speak at some event, depending on the lockdown or what happens. So I don't know, but if anybody goes to my site, www.danwalperton.com, they'll be able to find out more about things like that, get free resources and, and look at my programs. Awesome. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Anybody wants to get in touch with uh, you can copy and paste that link. It was wonderful having you on our show, Dan. You shared a lot of uh, valuable information. I'm sure our listeners will find value in listening to this show as well. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. All the best with your new baby's arrival and your new... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.